0: today's episode is brought to you by Northwestern Mutual no matter what your situation is their financial advisors can guide you through it get matched at northwesternmutual.com slash the skim
1: welcome to skim this today we're bringing you the last of three special episodes where we're talking personal finance and the pandemic. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how the coronavirus has been affecting all our wallets and how it's possible to stay on track financially. I'm a big believer in aligning your money with your values. That's Nicole Stokes, a financial advisor with Northwestern Mutual. She's going to be talking to Kim Wheeler poitvienne a counselor trying to figure out how to plan for now
2: and her long-term future. I saw myself like in five years having pretty much maybe five to ten clinicians owning a building and then running it. So I'm now looking at what can I do that's virtual that I don't have as much that I, I'm not gonna lose everything. Today we're going
1: to be chatting about self-employment, childcare, and even retirement. And while all of that might sound intimidating, maybe we just need to ask for help. A few years ago, Kim Wheeler Poitvian started her own business. She's a counselor and a licensed social worker, and she
2: managed to do something she'd dreamed of for years. Um, I started working for myself probably after I had my second son, so maybe um, almost three years ago. It had been smooth sailing for most of that time. And then this year, the pandemic hit. So you had like April, which was really kind of like a dark time. and then into where I was losing clients or people weren't coming in or other people may have been showing up, but then they couldn't afford anything because they're losing their jobs or hours are cut. Initially, I probably lost maybe a quarter to a third of my clientele, which was really, really scary.
1: Not exactly scary, but definitely a disruption was that Kim now had to hold on to her remaining clients while working from home. We all know home offices are a lot more home and not a lot of office. That was the reason that a few years ago, Kim invested in an office as a workspace for her therapy practice. It's really for me
2: as a therapist, like I am the tool, I'm the instrument. So I have to be okay and be attuned so that I can do good work. And having a separate space wasn't just a benefit to Kim. I set up an office that was for me. Like the bonus is that my clients love it and they feel great there.
1: But the pandemic meant back to the home office. And Kim found while working from home, it wasn't so easy to do that good work when home was also her kid's school. Mommy, 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 mommy. And that made her miss being back in her office. For Kim and her clients,
2: a real office had a real benefit. So it's a lot different that it's quiet. There's no one, like, running around. Um, There are no children running overhead or screaming or random sounds or sudden silence (laughs) that you're like, what's going on?
1: Safe to say, Kim missed the zen-like peace and quiet of having an office that wasn't in her house. And making matters worse, on top of having to pay someone to look after her kids while she was working remotely, Kim's empty office was still costing her even though she wasn't meeting clients in person anymore.
2: It was those things that I didn't even think about. Um, A lot of, like, subscriptions I do that would be office-based, I just decided the other week to look through and really, like, kind of call them. Kim was able to make some cuts. She
1: canceled her internet and some subscriptions to digital services for her office. But she wasn't able to
2: stop a bunch of water from still being dropped off in bulk. It's mind-blowing all the things that you don't necessarily think about. It makes owning a business really, really real. Kim's hunt for ways to save money
1: didn't stop with office expenses. And she and her husband started thinking about big picture options, including maybe a smaller living space.
2: We've looked at houses and looked at where we could go, but short of moving to like a condo, I don't really know. I mean, I think that we've been bare bones uh, as much as we possibly can. Um, like we have a one. We only have one car. When my husband went to work, he only took the train in. Like we narrowed down our expenses so much um, so that I could do my business.
1: After a few months, Kim and her husband found they had made all the cuts they could. They even figured out a way to get their work done with the kids around, even if it meant. Brewing coffee at midnight.
2: It felt like it was back to newborn years. (laughs) Like, we didn't really sleep. We didn't, you know, really, um, we had to get work done. It was like in the middle of the night.
1: At times, Kim wasn't sure exactly what she needed to do to make this balancing act work. But she wasn't about to give up. Real talk. We're all feeling a financial squeeze these days.
0: And we're all wondering, what's my next step? Good news. Northwestern Mutual financial advisors can show you. They'll actually listen to what's important to you, answer your questions in a non-jargony way, and work with you to make a financial plan so you can get to where you want to be today and tomorrow. Don't wait. Get matched with an advisor
1: at northwesternmutual.com slash the today. To answer some of those difficult questions, we brought in an expert. Okay, so we're about to introduce Nicole, a financial advisor with Northwestern Mutual. She's been listening the whole time that we've been talking to Kim. Hi. (laughs) You might remember Nicole Stokes from last week's episode. She answered questions about going back to school and planning to start your own business. This week, we have a whole new series of challenges that we want her to help with. Nicole, did anything jump out to you about what Kim just shared with us It's just a really tough time for a lot of us.
0: We have to be flexible. We're having to pivot. That is not easy for most humans.
1: Being an employee means having a salary. But being self-employed, well, that means you set your own hourly rates. It's something Kim says she always struggled with. And that's even trickier when the economy is shaky.
2: Yeah. So I, um, I started out with my rates being um, 120, which is honestly lower than what the median is. So I've um, gradually moved them from 150 and now they're to 180. But I still struggle even then by looking at um, other people in the field and, and the fact that they're charging so low. And I know that I'm worth more than that. So that's definitely kind of a struggle
0: we're just all really bad about this and asking for what we're worth too, right? Um, but you're doing, it sounds like you did the right things. I mean, I always tell my clients who are kind of in the same boat um, is to look at the data uh, in terms of the market around you and what is the average or going rate or what sets you apart. It's just more of that courage and confidence to... Say like, okay, I'm going to put it out there in the universe and I might lose some clients, but I'm going to be working with the right type of clients who do really value what I bring to the table. It's just having the courage and confidence to know that the right clients
1: will come to you. So far, so good. Do your research and know your worth. That sounds like solid advice for all of us. But before we dive into some of the questions that other skimmers had for Nicole, we have a quick reminder for you. Even if you think what you're going through sounds exactly like Kim's, you should always seek advice from a financial advisor who's familiar with the nuts and bolts of your personal situation before you make any big decisions. So Nicole, Kim has had to adjust both at work and at home. We've heard the same thing from a lot of working moms. What's your advice to them? I would say, just to all the moms out there, you know,
0: just like the airline pilots say to put the mask on yourself before putting it on someone else. Really making sure that we do a good job of taking care of our own selves in general, just establishing um, good routines for the family. Um, looking again at your expenses to see what you could cut, both personally and professionally. I know that for me, because everything shut down, we're saving tons of money on things like after-school activities or their extracurriculars, or even gas. Like I'm driving tons less, and I'm not chauffeuring, you know, three little ones to all of their fun things. Right. So, where are you naturally could
1: down or cutting back from already, where can you continue to do so? So there might be a lot of areas where you can make cuts, but one thing that's difficult to plan for is unexpected medical bills. That's a challenge for a lot of people. According to the CDC, 60% of Americans have a chronic health condition of some form, including Kim and her son, who both have asthma. So if you're in that 60% like Kim, what can you do?
0: Yeah. um, Having a chronic illness myself, I totally get you. Um, So outside of just, again, having a really good health insurance plan and having that cash cushion that we really always encourage our clients to have, there is a really good tool called an HSA, which is a health savings account. It's really tax efficient um, way of saving for health expenses. Um, It's something that, again, rolls year over year. So if you didn't use it this year, it's going to be there for the future years and whenever you might need it.
1: Earlier, Kim said that she and her husband had thought about moving. Their kids are currently in private school, but if the family moved, maybe they could enroll them in public school as another way to save money. I'm a big believer in aligning your money with your values. So you might really value education
0: for your children, right? And so that might be the front runner of why you would choose to move because
1: you'll save money on tuition costs and they'll get really great public education, right? Like an increasing number of people, Kim is self-employed. So she's on her own when it comes to retirement. How do you recommend freelancers or other self-employed workers plan for retirement? So there's actually tons of different retirement planning uh, tools
0: available to someone who's self-employed. But like knowing which one's the right one and the different stipulations of each one and then how much money you need to be setting aside is really something you'd probably want to do with an advisor, just so that you know that your hard-earned dollars are going exactly to where you want them to go and to accomplish what you want them to accomplish too.
1: Okay. And then in the few seconds that we have left, Nicole, do you have any final words of advice before we part ways? The budget controls so much. So would say find some ways to celebrate when you can stick to
0: the budget and put some money aside for the things that you want. You've done a great job of looking at a lot of the routine expenses that you can cut.
2: I think that all those are absolutely spot on, um, like really hard. <laughs> so there's no way of you making it perfect. You just make it the best that you can.
1: Maybe you're facing similar challenges to Kim, or maybe you want more detail on how to handle a different set of issues. Whatever you're dealing with, Northwestern Mutual's financial advisors can help guide you as you plan for now and the future. But as with any other planning, the best time to start is now. This has been a special episode of Skim This, brought to you by Northwestern Mutual. For more on how to manage your money during COVID-19, no matter your situation, head to theskim.com money. You can also get in touch with Northwestern Mutual's financial advisors at northwesternmutual.com.